overrated. Boom. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode or another episode. Welcome back to another episode, but also welcome back to this week's episode. Why not just do both of the Mo Video Games podcast? I'm just going to keep rolling with it because we don't ask questions here, and neither should you. So when we have terrible reviews, you're just like, I agree. No questions asked. Today, we uh, talk about actually the Game Show Awards quite a bit and our thoughts on what they did and did not choose, um, specifically Last of Us Part to literally winning fucking everything last year absolutely insane how we feel about that uh also delve into finish playing bioshock so talk about that a little bit so i hope you enjoyed this week's episode oh always got to start with some random noise so everyone knows the transition is complete hell yeah hell yeah How's it going, Maxwell? We'll do the normal. <laughs> Keep it standard. Keep it standard. I am. I. It's going good. I'm great. I. Uh, I got a cup of coffee here. Let's see it. It's probably Best gonna be backwards. Cat dad ever. Nice. But uh, with a cat flipping off, uh, everyone. So appropriate for mocha for our, our podcast listeners this is again the quality content you're missing out if you're not watching no! on youtube not to say oh. okay if you like audio quality the podcast is where you want to go if you want that visual flair youtube baby that's why you mute the video and listen to the podcast at the same time bam oh my god you're living in 3021 man it's probably Probably like borderline impossible to sync the audio and video up, but you could probably get it pretty close. Pretty though. close, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to listen to the intro before the intro, and then then start it, sync it up. But maybe we could get funky one perfectly synced with. Maybe that's what I should do. Is I should sync <laughs> the edited funky one to the the uh, YouTube clip. That sounds absolutely horrible. Sounds like a waste of time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but uh, no, this is um, nothing special. It's Keurig, Keurig coffee, uh, Pike Place, because I am a man and I drink coffee. I don't know where the hell I was going with this. Basically, I've been drinking a Starbucks nonstop because I've been traveling for work. And I am honestly just sick of it. eating out. Just real sidebar. This is unrelated to video games, but eating out. Get everyone is like, oh man, I wish I could eat out more. Like likes eating out, and blah blah blah. I feel like shit all the time eating out. And I like I try to pick healthy options and I try to eat from quote unquote healthy restaurants. Um, I don't exactly have a lot of choice where I'm at, but like, damn, overrated. That's all I gotta say. Undertale overrated. Eating overrated. out overrated. Overrated. See? Let's do it. Tied it back it into the games. What else so. is overrated? Uh. <laughs> Ori and Hollow Knight overrated. Overrated. Roguelikes. Shit. That I might agree with, but I've just never played a roguelike. So. Roguelikes are not shit. At you and Mossback just have a horrible taste. 
Yeah, so I guess that, that'll just segue in. So I a couple episodes ago of the podcast, Oliver had teased that Moss Bag, our Hollow Knight aficionado, right? He That's kind of what he's known for. Our, our, yeah, our Hollow Knight lore god. Lore god Hollow Knight Moss Bag had the video um, with the semi-click baity title, but basically saying, oh, did Ori and the Will of the Wisps copy Hollow Knight? Uh, and it's like an hour, 15-minute video. I watched probably 50 minutes of it or so. I actually haven't finished it, but I for sure have gotten enough of the content to understand where he was going. He very quickly, you don't have to watch very far to realize that he's not like just trying to clickbait you. He essentially straight up is like, no, they they didn't. But then it's like, but it's complicated. And then goes into this whole history of games and influence of games to other games in between game developers and blah, 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 and this and that. And it was nuts. I mean, to be fair, like the, the there is a lot of like threads, not just on Reddit, about people saying that Ori copied. Like it's it's not like he just like came up with the idea himself. Um. Oh, for for sure. But then it's I, like I, jumping in on the clickbait <laughs> fun, right? You know. I just feel like he's addressing modern topics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe if it's popular, is that clickbait? I guess maybe that's. That, I mean, I feel like it wasn't that clickbaity, uh, but it's certainly something that people, yeah, people just love saying that games copy other games. I mean, yeah, there there are definitely games that are just straight ripoffs. Like uh, that should be punished, you know. Like mm-hmm. uh, every single Fallout or Far Cry game. I mean. Is a rip off of the last one and can, can you copy made. yourself? Is that, is that so? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll post the, the link in the YouTube description if you're interested in checking it out. It's actually, I think, a really, 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 really good, um, really well researched um, video with pretty objective and has a lot of examples of games that probably cross the line of copying and some games that get accused of it but really don't, um, with a lot of supporting evidence and stuff it's really interesting regardless of what you think of what you take away from it i think it's just a really well done video so that do be what moss bag does but or he's definitely not a copy so yeah that, that's that's copy. the main takeaway it's like <clears throat> that actually one of the lead developers of moon studios does not like hollow knight well that's what was so weird because he had that first <clears throat> quote from that guy that was like, oh, we've been looking at modern Metroidvanias for inspiration for Ori, right? And he mentioned Hollow Knight, and that was like an early quote. And then it was like a year later, and he's like, I've never even played Hollow Knight, and, so, and shit like that. And I'm like, well, then why did you say like a year ago that you were using games like that as inspiration? Like... Yeah. I mean, maybe he was just trying to like give an example of a Metroidvania that was out, but the the at least that specific guy definitely, in my eyes, kind of dug himself in a little bit of a hole once he said that. And then I I oh, feel he like he was sure. just I, I feel like he was just shitting on Hollow Knight because he was just so pissed for being ex- like accused of copying. I feel like that's why he said he was like I don't <laughs> fucking like Hollow Knight. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're probably not going to like it after you've been accused like 1 million times on the internet of copying it. Yeah, and and Mossbag definitely spends a lot of time addressing that particular thing with that uh 
developer and talking about it because it's he's very vocal he is like on all of the forums constantly talking about games and then also talking about influences and how all that kind of stuff so like he when you're that vocal your words are going to get sliced and diced so i have no sympathy yeah, for him cons- <laughs> you gotta be consistent if you're gonna do it and he, that man was not consistent so rip and peace to that guy but yeah and it is possible to take influence from something that you don't like. Just just because you don't like something as a whole part doesn't mean that there aren't parts of it that you um, don't like. So, well, yeah, I, but the, I, that's I thought he said I I thought he said that he hadn't even played it, and that's when I was just like, yeah, I think he may have that, at, at that, one point, or like, and what did he mean by that? He mean he hasn't finished it, he hasn't completed it, he hasn't hundred percented it. Like, I guess yeah, maybe he played part. I took it as he just hadn't played it at all when you're saying you haven't played it uh and so then i'm just like well then why did you ever list it as an influence in the first place like not making much sense but that's okay and and i mean granted moon studio especially for ori and the will of the wisp was almost like 80 people so it's possible that the other 79 people played (laughs) hollow knight liked it and influenced it and he in particular has just never played it so both both sentiments could be true but I mean, the <clears throat> fact that you go to designated places on the map and get all of your health refills, it's just, it's a carbon copy at that point, you know? Yeah, like, beep bop. <laughs> never, never seen that mechanic in a game before. Getting your health back? Oh my God. Hollow Knight's, Hollow Knight's a copy of Mario. I just realized. It has platforming. Oh my God. Super Mario 64 it copied Hollow Knight, actually. <laughs> Uh, that's another thing he addresses in the video too is how like the fact that you call something a metroidvania and then don't give it crap for copying metroid and castlevania mechanics um and he like attributes that to like if if the genre or the mechanics are old enough people don't care if they're copied um but like when it's modern it like people take offense to that or like feel that there's something greater there and it's also the availability bias right like it's um more recent games are more commonly in our head so we can draw better connections between them but i don't know when i saw that new gran turismo trailer i was just like bro they copied the fuck out of forza i mean they have cars <laughs> grass concrete you're bringing up so many points from his video he talks about because it it's like uh, games within a genre have to have things that are the same and they used racing as an example because in order to be a racing game you have to have the cars and the tracks and the environment like there are so many things that you have to have to make it a game that are going to be the same as other games um so it's like where do you draw the line how do you draw the line yeah it's it's a complicated subject i guess is the takeaway but I mean, yeah, I watched through when he was trying to, de- like, define roughly what a copy was, and then I just skipped to the conclusion once he started getting into the meat potatoes of the specifics for those two games, because I felt like I had already, I already had a good idea of where he was going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's still a good video, even if you just, I think even just watching up through that part and then watching the conclusion, but... Yeah, it's like, no, they're just, they're 2D Metroidvanias. I mean, I feel like Ori's, like, much lighter on the Metroidvania aspects than Hollow Knight is, too. Like, it's, Ori definitely felt a lot more linear in my 
experience with it than Hollow Knight did. Hollow Knight, I definitely yeah. had way more like backtracking and just running around to get like small little nuggets here and there that I knew that I could get once I got an ability. Or like Ori, for the most part, I mean, they open it up when you have to do the four soul collection things i don't remember the, the name the ori shards i think you called them ori or? shards yeah there we go i like that way better than with the, with the wisps who cares about fucking wisps it's also hard um, to say There's too many s's wisps. um but yeah no like or- ori in general just felt way more linear than other ones dead cells people call dead cells a metroidvania and then like half the people on the internet fucking freak out about that because they're like it's not a metroidvania at all you know people get so fucking i know and everyone's definition of the things they cling on to are slightly different like why does classifying what the game is matter if you play it and have fun the end (laughs) like i don't fucking care what the game is classification is good for what you're talking about it especially if you're going to compare you need to know if you're comparing an apple to an orange or an apple to an apple but like I mean, Dead Cells definitely isn't a Metroidvania. It's definitely more roguelike. But then I, I saw one person, then they were like trying to be like, oh, well, you should call it a roguevania then. And I'm like, then the implication is still that it has Metroidvania aspects to it. And I mean, it. Well, yeah, because he was talking about Metroidvania being the portmanteau of Metroid and Castlevania, but then Metroid being a portmanteau of like metal. Met Android. It, it was like Android and Metro or. Or metal. I don't remember what the, the other one was. And then obviously Castlevania was a portmanteau of Castle and Transylvania. So it's a portmanteau of a portmanteau. So by doing a roguevania or whatever, now you're just portmanteauing the portmanteau of a portmanteau. So Which means it's pointless. <laughs> it's just it's easier. And then you gotta know the lineage. Like when you say one thing, it's just, just it falls down. But I mean, there are. I'll give it. There are some Metroidvania elements in Dead Cells. It's just that's like such a side effect of the game. Like it, it's not. It's, it's not critical to it at all. It. They seem antithetical to me, though. A roguelike and a Metroidvania, because isn't a roguelike you're constantly like restarting and going again? Like it's not so much there's a world that you're backtracking through to find things. The world just resets and gets randomly generated again. Like that doesn't seem like a Metroidvania at all. I mean, yeah, but, like, you get abilities that allow you to then explore different parts of the map. Like, even though they're procedurally generated, Mm. there's, like, elements that you can't access until you get certain abilities. Um, Okay. So, like, you you don't start off the game with, like, wall cling or wall jump, whatever you want to call it, and ground smash and... other super unseen and video game elements before so um like super mario bros but like once you collect the four or five abilities then essentially the the metroid part is done and you are just straight rogue you've gone rogue (laughs) okay that's fair but yeah that's also why it's like man i i get like for discussion purposes classification is important but at the same time it's like that's not the meat of the in the potatoes like instead of trying to classify into a broad genre just discuss the similarities between the game i don't know or at least or okay at a minimum just don't get butthurt when someone says it's something like that's probably the best advice nah nah we're gamers we rage internet's too op for that bro that's fair 
That's fair. Uh, I my my take. I said this before too. Is like if a game like copies a game, but it's good. For me as the consumer, I don't care really because I'm going to have fun with the game. Now, if it's like a straight up copy, typically I don't think straight up copies do well anyway. Um, but like if there's like a heavy influence from a game to a game, like I think well, that's, that's why fine. Far Cry sucks. <laughs> it's not Far Cry Six. It's Far Cry sucks. <laughs> Got him. Oh my god, yeah. I wish there there's some series that just in my eyes needed to die. I mean Assassin's Creed has done a much better job innovating on what they have, but other other ones are just like I mean Fallout 4, I was like, Jesus Christ, stop, stop. Please actually, yeah, that's just it. Stop. Please just stop fucking doing what you're doing. Like it's I get it. You have a formula, people enjoy it, do something new. We should do an episode on the Far Cry series um, and then maybe Assassin's Creed and stuff. But I'm kind of curious. Far Cry has kind of turned into its own genre. Um, and I think that's why people keep coming back to it is because they like that absolute anarchy you can cause in an open world um, with random encounters and stuff like that in a first person shooter. Um, I'm just trying to think of like other games that give you that. If I wanted anarchy in uh, a shooter game, I would probably just play Grand Theft Auto, which I can get endless hours of entertainment. I guess it's not first person. I think you can play it first person. At least you can drive in first person. You you can Um, play it, but it's awful because you get knocked down all the time and the camera is just freaking going all over the place. Yeah, Yeah. It's not meant for first person. It's like, yeah, I just poo poo. GTA is much better. I think GTA is different, but maybe when we have the Far Cry episode, we'll dive deeper into that. So there's a teaser. Um, I mean, they're definitely different because GTA isn't a tower climbing simulator like every single Far Cry <laughs> game ever. So overrated. Boom. That's going to be titled this episode. Overrated, baby. Overrated. Because when I'll we get to the to 2020 title. Game Awards, there's a particular game in there that one of our avid reliable listeners viewers thinks is overrated overrated i'll give you a hint it's last of us part two <laughs> yeah um but okay so that that was actually that was a fun discussion on the moss bag video so I'll, I'll link that in the youtube description um if you're looking for that otherwise look up moss bag on youtube to be pretty easy to find uh so a couple quick things uh there are a couple big software updates for console so the nintendo switch just got an update that four years after launch finally enabled bluetooth audio connections so you can now on your nintendo switch connect bluetooth headphones without having to plug in with a cord that's big how did it take big it's like it's a software update so how did it take them four years to get to a point that they were like, yeah, let's do this now? Like, was there some other limitation that they finally were able to figure out that the amount of power it took for the Bluetooth was like worth it? Like Bluetooth is fucking hard, bro. I don't know what your don't know what your problem is. Bluetooth is hard. Bluetooth is hard. <laughs> yeah, how much did your Bluetooth receiver cost that you just bought for your computer? Solid one million dollars. I don't want to talk about it. That's personal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly nothing it was free it definitely was not free but it was it was i think the one i got was like eight or nine so exactly. million dollars 
<laughs> yeah, Bluetooth not hard, especially for a multi-million, if not billion. I don't know how big Nintendo is, but it's but, a quintillion-dollar conglomeration. Yeah. Either way, but exciting. Regardless of how long it took, why it took that long, you can now connect Bluetooth headphones to your Switch. So get hype for that. Uh, the PS5 update is live. The big update that adds SSD expansion. It's no longer in beta. You can go get some more super fast storage for cheaper than the Xbox. Although there is a rumor that Xbox is going to be releasing a 500 gigabyte little expansion card. That's still going to be too expensive. But hey, you got storage options. Still going to cost way too much. Um, it also the PS5 update added 3D audio for TV speakers. Um, and so Sony has actually been kind of. Sony is known for audio, I think, more than it is for like PlayStation and stuff like that. So audio is something they do really well. And they've had these sound bars that use so Dolby Atmos uh, speakers use three dimensional sound. And this isn't I don't know if Sony is the well, obviously, Dolby would be the creator of Dolby Atmos, um, whatever. But like Sony has speakers that are Dolby Atmos capable. And one of the coolest things that they have speakers that fire up that allow you to get sound that comes not only from all around you, but from above you as well. So you get fully 3D enveloped in sound. And they're able to do this with less and less complicated speakers. Um, and the way Sony is now kind of adjusting the TV speakers to be capable of this is all PS5 controllers have a microphone on them. And so where you're sitting, it uses the PS5 controller's microphone to adjust the 3D audio and make sure that it's capable. So it's basically adjusting the 3D audio for where you are located in the room. Um, I just thought that was a super neat use of the microphone on the controller and a, a cool solution to that problem. But I agree. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I have not tested it. I might test it this weekend, though. Um, I'm I'm home alone. My my wife is out of town, so it's a uh, time to just blast the speakers on the uh, on the TV with the PS5 and, and see what happens. But just play DDR until your fellow tenants leave a note outside your door. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Too too soon, bro. Go um, and PS5 also unveiled a black headset instead of the white and black headset that they had. This, Damn. you'll be shocked to know, I did not purchase immediately upon release. Um, I waited 15 minutes. Yeah, I I would like it because I now have the black controller and I've updated my PS5 to be black. So it'd be nice to have the black headset, but that's one that just makes absolutely zero sense for me to purchase um, because <laughs> I having multiple controllers. This is the one, this is the one that makes zero sense. Yeah, well, multiple controllers, like with battery life and stuff, the, the headphones last much longer than the controllers do. So having multiple controllers, there could potentially be a use case where an argument could be made. Me having four controllers, there is no argument to be made for that. But um, I, and I wasn't going to say anything. The, the headphones are also, I think they're $100. Um, so it's also, they're more expensive than a controller, which is like, I think around 65 or 70 bucks. Um, so another reason why. It, Less expensive than four controllers, though. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You could say that I probably have two more controllers than I need, uh, which would be $40 more than the headset would have been. But Exactly. 
That's just quick maths right there. But anyway, there's there's more colors coming out. I am still waiting on Sony to release new colors for the actual console itself. And I understand that with manufacturing constraints, it doesn't really make sense to invest time and money into that um, as it stands right now. But it would be such an easy thing. There's not a... Well, actually, I did... I heard that there is actually kind of a plastic shortage or plastic prices are increasing. So that might be why they're not investing in different colors. But the the, the panels don't have semiconductors or chips on them. The, the chip shortage shouldn't be affecting that. But that's just That's me. what you think. <laughs> that's true. The, the chips for the machines that make the panels, that's what's causing it. Oh, no, all the processing powers on the side panels. Once you got the matte black <laughs> panels on or whatever they are, man, dude, your performance increased 900%. 900%. Um, and then uh, Gamers Nexus and Digital Foundry just released a joint video effort doing a deep dive into the new PS5's heatsink. Um, so, of course, we know... We, we talked, I think, last week about Igor's lab doing it, basically showing... There's really no noticeable difference between the two. You're getting the same performance and the cooling is just as good, if not maybe slightly better in some components, maybe slightly worse, but like prime margin of error, not a good sample size. Gamers Nexus effectively um, came to the same conclusion um, with Digital Foundry, but with much more uh, data to support it. and still they, they want more data, but they actually they were using like swapping PCB. So they were keeping the, the old PCB the same and then just swapping the actual cooler itself and keeping the fan constant, removing as many variables as possible. Um, and yeah, effectively, the takeaway, as we've kind of suspected this whole time, you're getting effectively the identical performance of the old PS5 and it is cooling effectively just as well. That's all you need to know. There's no reason to buy one over the other. You shouldn't be looking for a launch console to be like, yeah, that big heat sink's going to get me the best temperatures. And you also shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, the new heat sink is so much better. Although it is lighter. That is a benefit. So so maybe you should be looking for the new console. Yeah. But I mean, all new consoles, I think effectively are going to be switching to the new heat sink design anyway. So if you're just buying a new console, you're probably going to get it. So anyway. So buy a PlayStation. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then the last thing I wanted to do before we dive into the Game Awards 2020. So IGN had some more uh, polls for a game showdown that they stole from Mo Video Games, but it's okay. We'll allow it. Direct um, steal. And so we'll do what I did last time. I'm going to tell you the two games. I want you to say what you think won and the percentages, I guess, kind of like you did last time. So. I think there's a lot more interesting ones this this time around. So, are you ready? No. Yeah. Good. Okay. Red Dead Redemption, the first one, versus GTA San Andreas. Mm. GTA. Uh, 70-30. It is GTA. 53-47. All right, Fallout New Vegas versus Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Mm, New Vegas, 80-20. It is New Vegas, but again, 53-47. At least these people have slightly better taste than I thought they did. True, but I mean, granted, so far, like all four of these games have been pretty fire, so. 
Yeah, but but the, the but, but they agree with you. Or that's random shit. Well, no, I'm picking what I think people would pick. I'm not picking oh, what I'd pick. Okay, okay, okay. That's fair. Well, what would you pick? Would you would you change your answer from either of those? Well, I'd pick Coder. Oh, okay. And then between Red Dead and GTA. GTA. Okay. I haven't played that much Red Dead. I mean, it's fun when I play it, but just feels feels a little too. It's a little much. It's a lot of game. <laughs> that and, that and seems to be the Rockstar way. Yeah, it can be a, a little, little overwhelming for poor little me. So I need my little indie, you know, 20, 20 to 40 hour games. That's all I can emotionally commit for. I have not completed any of those four games, so I don't really have much of an opinion. I would say probably GTA San Andreas would be my pick. Um, and based on what I've heard, I, Coder has turn-based combat, right? Like soft turn-based combat. Soft. So that immediately would put me to New Vegas then. Yeah, I mean, New Vegas is effectively turn-based combat with their VAT system, though. So if you're using using VATs, it can be kind of similar. Okay. The... It's it, coders turn based combat, but it's like I don't. It, it feels like it's real time while you're doing it because they'll like the 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 speed of it's really quick. It's not. It's not like you know. Sure, it's not know. like yeah. I, I I know what you're saying. Like sh- like like normal turn based combat is very fucking slow. It's not like it's chess. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's it's a it's much quicker clip than that. So okay, that's fair. Um. Well, I, I'll probably play Knights of the Old Republic when it gets remade for the PS5 that's coming out. So, hey, I'll have an opinion then. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, all right. Burnout 3 Takedown versus World of Warcraft. Well, I don't even know what Burnout 3 is, so I'm going to say wow. I'm going to give that a 90-10 right there. Ooh. We're just going to keep going up. It is World of Warcraft. It's 58-42. Burnout 3 Takedown is a game I have played and completed. Absolutely love it. And I think it's one of the most beloved ones in the Burnout franchise and probably one of like the most well-known racing games because it's a lot of fun. Like Burnout, if you're not familiar with the series, you're like constantly trying to crash into your competition and like take them down and blow them up and stuff. There's there's a lot of carnage. There's actual game modes designed where you're just trying to drive into traffic and cause as much explosions and damage as possible. It's honestly pretty satisfying. Would recommend. Has a um, lot of explosions in the pictures. <laughs> can, can confirm. Um, all right, next one. Call of Duty Modern Warfare versus Dishonored. Modern Warfare. Uh, 70-30. It is Modern Warfare 81-19. So, yeah, pretty close. That one I felt, I mean, I know I've been overestimating the last one, but I felt pretty good that this one was going to be a pretty high margin. Dishonored is not going to fucking win that one. Dishonored is not that popular. I know, which is a shame because what I've seen of the gameplay and stuff and know of that style in kind of like the Bioshock slash like now Deathloop kind of game style, I think it should be higher than that. But Modern Warfare is pretty iconic, so I get it. I just feel like when Dishonored came out, it like came out at a bad time. It was just it, it felt like after the curve, essentially, for those types of games. Um, but like not far enough away that it was like exciting. 
just like, all right, I get it. Like dark dystopia. Cool. Seen a quintillion fucking games with that type of, you know, like style to them. So you could say it's been just, dishonored. It has been dishonored. That's true. Um, all right. Next one. Portal 2 versus God of War 2018. I'm picking Portal 2 out of respect for the goats of the world. <laughs> uh, but I guess I would probably guess that from what I've learned from this audience who's responding, I'd probably say God of War. Uh, I think that would be close to like 55, 45. It is God of War. 82, 18. Oh, that's disgusting. You, you should have known. Great. You should have known. I know. These guys are like. But you respect little them. little modern day fuck boys. I mean, God of War is great. Don't get me wrong, but Portal Two is fucking pretty goaty. Like, uh, there needs some respect needs to be shown, especially for what it was. Like the the size and scope of the game, and like the co op nature and the puzzles. Like, I think it's it. God of War obviously has so much more to it, um, but I think Portal Two, for what it's meant to be, is it's a really perfect package. Well, yeah, I think that's important to rate games relative to when it come out. Otherwise, Alan Wake sucks dick. Well, I'm not even saying time-wise. Portal 2 is pretty timeless. I, I more just meant like the scope of the game. Like it's it's a Valve game, so and it's kind of smaller in scope. Well, it's much smaller in scope. But, but yeah, I think but it like holds when, up. The, when a game comes out, I mean, it definitely holds up. But when a game comes out, it's also important. Like the fact that it was, it, it, the fact that it's still good only goes to stay how great it was when it came out you know like, true yeah but it copied portal so that's zero true. out of ten <laughs> that's true which copied hollow knight yes <laughs> um which copied ori in the blind forest um, exactly all right so next one skyrim versus assassin's creed black flag skyrim like 90 10 it is skyrim it's only fifty six forty four. My God, these people have no. These people just pick the most random shit. There is no well, the, consistency here. Black Flag is like the highest rated, like by the fan base, Assassin's Creed game. Like it's one of the only games you can play as a pirate too, unless you consider Sea of Thieves, which I don't know anyone that takes that game super seriously. But um, Sea of Thieves is pretty popular. Well, yeah, but like in the way Minecraft is popular, I don't know. Like I don't. It's. I don't think and it's the like, way that Minecraft. What What are you trying to say about Minecraft here, buddy? What are you I'm trying saying, to say about that it a is literal the top goal. game of all time? <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't know what I was trying to say with that, but I, I'd say Sea of Thieves is the PG version of Black Flag. Like, if you're playing as a pirate, you want to do terrible things. You don't want to not do. Want to lose the booty? <laughs> yeah. Um, either way, it's 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 highly regarded. I I have I like very briefly started to play it on pc but the controller mapping was screwed up so i never actually got that far into it but i don't know whatever all right here's an interesting one bioshock versus minecraft mm, minecraft 60 40 you almost on the dot it is minecraft 58 42 nice work Thank you. I'm learning as I'm going. You're, you're calibrating, to, yeah. To determine how dumb these people are. The Witcher 3 
versus Doom 1993. Witcher 3, 100 to 0. <laughs> it is the Witcher 3, 77 to 23. So, yeah. Um, also, it should be noted that when I am capturing this data, this isn't like the final poll results. So I don't know exactly how long the poll was open for and how many people had responded at this point. So this is more I'm just a, a fun discussion piece than it is. Saying like that Witcher, rocking. there was one response, which was Maxwell. And it's flaming everyone who chose otherwise. It's true. Um, all right. The Last of Us Part 1 versus Smash Bros. Ultimate. Mm. Smash Bros. 65-35. The Last of Us. 65-35. You got the percentage. <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty funny. Um, all right. This one we have actually had an entire episode dedicated to. Um, or at least in both of these games. But in, in the matchup, in the top 50 mo video games. GTA 5 versus Halo 2. What do you think? Well, it seems like these people are really story-driven motherfuckers. I can tell you that much. Um, but I feel like GTA too goady to 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 lose. So I I think they're gonna pick GTA. Mm, I don't know, dude. It's selling for sixty dollars today. Not actually, but uh, we'll do. He said 69 to 31. <laughs> Pretty close. That's GTA 5, 73, 27. So. All right. Now we got Pokemon Yellow versus Batman Arkham City. Pokemon Yellow, uh, 100 to 0. <laughs> Batman Arkham City, 68, 32. That one was what? disrespectful. That was disrespectful. What? Yeah. What? That's that's the problem. That's like I'm, the the age of these people that are responding to this is like clearly this is like a much younger gaming audience in the first place, and uh, also uh, they're like all story driven. Pokemon Yellow. Uh, well, Pokemon Diamond is out, and Diamond is better than the color yellow. So <laughs> they don't understand. Even I show respect to the fucking early Pokemon games, and I am not a Pokemon fanboy. Like, I mean, I I enjoyed playing the games, but like, Jesus Christ, I, that game literally was like, I have never seen so many people throw away like months of their life for a game like people have for Pokemon. And people yeah. are like, oh yeah, my you know my my Pokemon Silver playthrough, I have over sixteen hundred hours in. I have a friend who literally he burned out the entire battery cell in the pokemon game cartridge that's how long he played that fucking game like like i have never heard of someone having to replace the fucking battery in a game cartridge it's it's actually they played it for so fucking long that that is a pretty common replacement that has to be done and what sucks is that the way the save data it's on a volatile memory so when that battery dies the save data yeah you lose is everything which sucks. Well, um, I'm sure it's common. But I, I feel like I would get if it's common if it like the game's been out for like 15 years. But I'm saying if you like bought the game and oh. literally have just been running it that fucking hard for like the year or two that you've been playing it, then it's like, dude, you 
need to put the game down. You have a problem. I would say I think Pokemon is the franchise I probably have the most hours in. Um, That's what I'm saying, bro. Everyone fucking goes AP for it. Yeah. It's nuts. Go Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. Uh, only I, I go up to the, the 250 Pokemon, but after that, I was like, it's too many for me to care about. I'm too old to care. So, but the first exactly. 150, the, the goats, baby. All right. Dark Souls versus Rise of the Tomb Raider. I mean, the story driven audience, so Tomb Raider, and they like love Tomb Raider last time, right? So it'd be yeah. like. 92 to 8, you know, or some shit like that. It's actually 50-50. Okay, they have some taste. That's okay. <laughs> Redeeming. I um, forgot that the online community also, like, none of my friends like Dark Souls, but the online community loves Dark Souls, so I at least have some so, something in this world to back me up for my <laughs> apparently horrible taste, according to my friend group. Um, Titanfall 2 versus apex legends i don't think you'll have any skin in this game so i'm very interested to see what you yeah i fucking do not care about either of these games titanfall was such like a bubble like it was just like it was so hot and then it just fell off so i i think i'd go apex i think apex is holds up a lot better over time too so we'll do apex like we'll hit it with the old 70 30 it is titanfall 2 54 46 titanfall 2 has a diehard community. Even T Pain is a he tweets about Titanfall too, so you know it's good. I only know I think one person that played Titanfall, maybe two, if you played it, uh, and they played it for like a month and then they never played it again. If we're talking about online multiplayer, that's something I just yeah, I don't care about online multiplayer games, so. That that's fair. Um, I think Apex, as far as online multiplayer goes, obviously has a bigger audience and is getting constant updates. But yeah, which is why it should have won. <laughs> but just because it has a bigger audience doesn't mean it's better. I think the public would disagree with that because there's a larger audience. <laughs> I guess it depends on your metric. Um, I guess if more people like it or play it, I guess technically is that not a better game? But maybe they're just making you addicted to it, you know? There's playing brainwashing us into liking it. Right, I, think I mean, only- Apex is pretty fun. For a battle royale, that's definitely the best one that's been out. I guess, I, I mean, I think that Fortnite is fun to play, but. Especially when we get a couple double wins in there, baby. But all those battle royales are only fun to play with other people, so. True. I would never play a battle royale by myself. Like, it's. They're not that fun, I can tell you that. But it's a good it's a good medium to just dick around with your friends. That's fair. All right, we just got three more. Rapid fire. Tetris versus Bloodborne. Uh Bloodborne, like 80-20? It is Bloodborne. 54 46. Dude, this is I swear these people who are voting for Tetris are only like, man, I you know, Tetris is just such a classic game, bro. For sure. It's so classic. I would I would bet eighty percent of the people who voted for Tetris have never played Tetris. Yeah, it's I mean it's I I've played it. It is a good time, but I think the, the also, soundtrack is what does it. It's also Tetris. Like 
Sure, I, I I like playing Minesweeper too, but you know what? It's an actual video game. It's called Bloodborne. Yeah, Tetris was the number one selling game of all time for a long time, though it was surpassed by Minecraft and I think maybe also GTA. I'm not entirely sure, but it's pretty up sure there. GTA passed it. Yeah. All right, Super Mario Bros. Three versus Metroid Prime. Super Mario Bros. Three, uh, like eighty twenty. Seventy four twenty six, but yeah, you correct. Correct. And Only final- Oliver likes Metroid games, as I've also <laughs> learned, and 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 most of the online community. Another another one that none of my friends play, and I like a lot. <laughs> this is a common bro. theme for me. Yeah. Um, all right, the final matchup: Zelda Breath of the Wild versus Zero. Resident Evil Four. Oh God! Wait, why against that? Jeez, oh, I don't, I don't care for <laughs> either of these games. <laughs> They both lost zero zero. <laughs> no one voted on it because they were like, "This is such a shitty pool." Uh, actual Breath of the Wild. It's got to be like eighty to ninety to the ten to twenty range for towards Breath of the Wild. I mean, Resident Evil does have a big fan base, but it wow, is. have I been criticized for not playing Breath of the Wild? It, it nonstop. I mean, I wake up to text every day. <laughs> you gotta play it while you watch game of thrones bro um so zelda did win 51 49 this audience makes no sense to me i know and like i said i don't know at what point during the poll i picked this up it's possible by the time the poll ended it was like 90 10 breath of the wild or something like that and it was just like the people who vote when maxwell votes are like fucking weird which makes sense it's it tracks, but all right. Well, thank you for attending our Mo Video Games Top Dead 50 talk. Showdown um, featuring IGN. Um, all right, so we got about 15 minutes or so left uh, to kind of discuss it. I, I don't exactly know what I intended to discuss with the Game Awards, but I do know that Adam had suggested that we, we start diving into some of the Game Awards. So I wanted to just kind of go through some of the winners, discuss what we thought. Do we agree with it? Do we disagree? Um, and what better year to start with in 2020, the day the world ended. So, well, I can also talk about Bioshock, but I can also save that for next time. Oh, that do be true. That do be true. I don't know how quickly we run run through this because I'm I just pulled up the winners on Google, so it well, seems to cover most of the major ones. Well, let's. I'm just going to quick run through like what the winners were and what some of the games that came out during the year were. And we can just have a quick discussion kind of about because it's well, I'll just say this right off the bat. The Last of Us Part Two won effectively everything you could win with the exception of art direction with which Ghost of Tsushima won. Um, so The Last of Us Part Two won Game of the Year. It won Best Game Direction, Best Narrative, um, Best Audio Design and Best Performance for Laura Bailey as Abby. Innovation and accessibility, audio design. I don't know if you said both of those. Oh, no, I did not. I hadn't gotten that far down. Action yeah. and adventure. Um, yeah. I mean, yep. I'll, 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 I'll throw Adam a little bone here. <laughs> well, first off, our, 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 our dear friend Adam thinks that Hades should have won 
every single category. Not actually. He's not he's not <laughs> that ridiculous. But he thinks that Haiti should have won for at least Goaty? Yeah, Goaty. That would be the that would be the abbreviation. Um I mean, I do gotta say, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do like the Mo video games scaling, I mean I definitely think that Hades definitely has skin in the game and certainly is a competitor to Last of Us Part Two. If you're you know, factoring in size of studio versus uh the and like Hades has replay value. I don't think Last of Us Part Two has replay value. Maybe That's if you played it in like yeah. in like five years or something, you know, when you like forget some of the details or something. Um, so essentially, it doesn't have replay value unless you. It, well, I guess if you get like Amnesia, then it would be a great game to play through again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I definitely understand the sentiment. It, it is, it is a little like, it went a little hard when there's other good games that came out that year that I think could have competed for it, you know? And it's like, I would rather just see at the Game Awards more of just like a high-level, like, theoretical approach. I'd like to just see more games represent at the Game Awards. I mean, I don't see why you have to give everything. I think when you recognize a game for something, you should recognize it for what it did best and put it in that category. But then, you know, like, if you're going to represent it in its best category, I'd rather see, like, other games. That's an interesting like, take. I that's interesting, yeah. And I I also just think like yeah, it, it's like yeah, Last of Us Part Two does have great audio design because they have a quintillion fucking dollars to spend in it. You know, it's like I, I and don't, a quintillion developers that are all like the best in the industry. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's just like uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean maybe I don't fully agree with only like picking one game once. You know, because if like a game does just blow it out of the water, that's one thing, but. And obviously the story-driven games are like super fucking hype right now and very popular. But I think that there's there's probably other games that could have... Like Action and Adventure, they won Action and Adventure for Last of Us Part 2. Like, I I, I don't know, bro. I gotta look at what games came out in 2020, though. Yeah, and you can look at the nominees, too. Um, I don't know if you're actually on the Game Awards site, but it... uh... It shows all the nominees for each of the awards, too. So, like, for Game of the Year, the other ones nominated were Doom Eternal, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Animal Crossing New Horizon. Okay, well... Wait, hold on. Let me let me find the, the website. Unless you want to post it in chat so I can just find it quicker, because I... Well, my search is Elden Ring right now, because I clicked Elden Ring, because I didn't know about it. <laughs> it's so just thegameawards.com. Thegameawards.com. Yep. Slash nominees. I clicked it. It is opening. <laughs> um, uh, some other ones that I saw that I can talk about while I'm opening this. Uh, the esports player Showmaker One, who plays League of Legends for, I believe, Damo and Gaming, who I believe won the world championship last year, if I am not mistaken. Did and showmaker is a fucking animal holy shit so he deserved that i can agree with that one i mean i don't watch many other esports to be fair but holy fuck did damwon gaming literally make them look like bronze players when they were it was going i it was fun to watch it was hype it was very hype uh let's see here yeah game of the year i did watch 
my last roommate play through the Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I will say, as someone who has not played, like, any of the Final Fantasy games, it did actually look pretty fun to play. Um, it's definitely, not to insult, a little weeby for my taste. <laughs> but I don't know how to properly describe it, but I think it captures the essence. It's, like, very... Even some of the Castlevania knockoffs that I've seen come out when I've been looking at Metroidvania games, there's just like an art style that's just like not that interesting to me. Um, mm, sure. And yeah, it is that very like, I guess just like Japanese. I don't even know. I don't know how to describe it because it's like they're just people. And yeah, but yeah, it's it did it did, it did look decent to go through. Ghost of Tsushima definitely should not win Game of the Year. I can tell you that. I'm happy that that didn't win. I think Doom Eternal, probably Hades, and Last of Us Part Two should have the most of the stake in the cake there. Agreed, 100%. Ghost of Tsushima, not Game of the Year material. By any and like Animal Crossing's New Horizons. I mean, it looked great. Don't get me wrong, but and I I have not played it. I've only like watched a. Uh, Maxwell's wife, since you can sorry, Clarissa, for <laughs> identifying you accordingly. Um, I've only seen her play, but it, it didn't seem like it really added that much, especially for how long it's been since uh the first Animal Crossing came out. Like that that seemed like a pretty expected step differential for, for the time between the two games. Like I, I don't think that that should be a goatee contender. The, Outside the pro- of like the fact that people were super hyped for it, you know, I think that's probably why it's up there. Yeah, and it came out right at the start of lockdown, so it was kind of like that perfect like timing for a game like that to come out. Um, but so did Doom Eternal; they came out together. Had that whole crossover marketing it was really funny. But I, I do have to agree, and most from what I've seen, because I follow a few Animal Crossing subreddits just to kind of stay up to date on that. Um, and they, the the Pocket Camp, the mobile game, people love that way more because it is constantly updated with fresh content. New Horizons barely gets new content or new stuff added to it. It like kind of loses replay value pretty quickly. Um, and so most people play, my wife included, play Pocket Camp all the fucking time. And I mean, granted, mobile games are kind of designed that way, but the yeah, she has not touched New Horizons in months. I think game direction. I mean, Game of the Year, Last of Us Part Two. I'm not like super salty about massive title. Quintillion people played it. I feel like game direction. I would have probably picked Hades. But what about it? <laughs> Why aren't you picking my game? <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm just curious. Him? Like, what, what, what about it made you? I just, you think I feel that? like, I mean, okay, like the, well, spoils. So I guess just don't listen to the rest of the podcast at this point because I'm <laughs> need. We need to talk about it in detail. I, I feel like the. Okay, I there's not many games that I've played that have you switch between the antagonist and protagonist, and I thought that that was. I mean, that's probably like the crowning touch of The Last of Us Part 2. But the rest of it, to me, is just like it's a Last of Us game. Like, I I mean, it is still the same, like, setup formulaically. It is still the same, like, it's it's a great addition to the follow-up. But Hades, I just feel like, was, I don't know. I guess I haven't played many roguelikes, so that's probably part of it. But the design of the game, 
the like character development and all of it like for for a roguelike how much they seemingly spent and like the soundtrack and developing the characters and then the procedurally generated i assume gameplay going through um i thought were all really impressive and i just like had not again minimal experience but i was kind of more impressed novelly with hades than i was with last of us part two I mean, I think, and anyway, like for me, Last of Us Part Two, the best, the best part of it was just like that last fight was really good, and then just like normal story elements. But that's like that's just Last of Us Part Two. I don't know if if you're gonna say writing a new story is like the innovation. I guess that's one thing. I'm saying more in gameplay aspects. Well, that's, that's I guess, slightly different than game direction. So this says awarded for outstanding creative vision and innovation in direction and design. So that's... Yeah, so the design is it's another Last of Us game, so it's not innovative there. And game direction, it's a Last of Us game, so it's... <laughs> I'm definitely being, I mean, I think harsher than Last of Us, but, or too harsh on the Last of Us part too, but... For sure. But it's okay, I, I do sure, think... For sure, Please, Please <laughs> but, no. But, but to, to be fair, I Hades definitely... What's hard about like awards is one thing wins and there's no like, oh, it was like runner up like Hades was like right there. And those results might be somewhere, but all of the focus is on the winner and there's not much credit given to how close or good the other games were. Like the other games kind of get forgotten um, when something wins an award. So even if Last of Us Part Two could objectively be the best in these particular categories, the the fact that Hades would even be in that conversation with a much smaller development team and doing something more unique is probably more impressive. So maybe Last of Us Part Two should win the award, but it's less impressive because you would fucking hope Last of Us Part Two wins given the size of the development studio and the experience they have. Like that's that's what I think gets forgotten is there's no like runner up silver medal closeness category. Yeah, I just feel like I was just more surprised with Hades, but it's easier when you're starting a series, you know, if they're going to release a Hades 2, I don't know. But, like, The Last of Us Part 2 certainly delivered a Last of Us game, and that and, and in that regard, there is there is nay surprise. Like, the how they set up their games and how the games operate is to be expected, right? And they did, certainly, it is a follow-up, right? So that, I, I think that's where I'm saying, like, Maybe I'm just saying sequels should just never win for game direction. <laughs> that's that's actually kind of an interesting take that I think I could probably get behind. Um, like if it was The Last of the Us Part One, yeah, like that was especially that was one of the first like hyper story driven games I'd played, um, and I was like, wow, I didn't even know that this is like a genre and that this is what people are making. You know, like to me, it was like, oh, this is cool. I mean, I think I'm. I don't know if I'd played the Uncharted before. Even if I had played the Uncharted games before, I would, would have still been impressed by The Last of Us. Because let's be honest, Uncharted is a yellow line climbing simulator. <sighs> and a it's like shooter. Rise of the Tomb Raider. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think I think I, I the fact that it's a sequel, I think, is why I'm just like when I'm reading outstanding creative vision innovation game direction yeah. and design i'm much they less use that word innovation it. and it is much harder to think of a sequel as being innovative um 
or at least as innovative as a new IP. Um, yeah. I mean, even Ghost of Tsushima seems like more innovative and, and like from in my what you've talked about. Yeah, that samurai combat the, is fucking dope. Like, yeah, the the uh, Final Fantasy VII remake. Though I don't think I don't see <laughs> unless they remade the living shit out of that game. I don't know. It's like you're literally already taking something that exists in this world. Half and, like Alex, I'm surprised that it did so well and is up here so much because I've only seen people meme on that game with the VR. But as far as but game direction like goes, if you want to talk about vision and innovation, Half-Life Alex is like one of the first AAA VR only games. Like, if anything, that's probably has the best story for why it should have won game direction. Like, yeah, that's completely new um, in that that regard. So, yeah, I think arguments could definitely be made for Last of Us Part Two not winning best game direction for sure. Um yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Storytelling and narrative development. I have never heard of 13 Sentinels. Looks Same. like a story, story-based story indie game. I mean... Yeah, I don't... That that one's just like a, a lost cause. That, that, that to me is like the scope of a AAA team versus Hades developers. It's just like... You have a... Yeah, the last of us part two mountain of people is a narrative game. Like the the yeah. the most important part. Like if if we if you were doing what you were saying and say the best part of a game, you take that and award for that. This is, I think, the category the Last of Us Part Two would win. Yeah. Art direction. Ghost of Tsushima, I think, hands down, should win art direction. I one hundred percent agree with that. Yeah, I've I'm on board. Never played a more a game that i am like so constantly surprised at how diverse the biomes and environment are like i keep thinking wow this is gorgeous but like okay it's all this and i'll go somewhere it's just completely fucking different and like super beautiful that that is definitely if if we were doing that again i think ghost of tsushima's strongest point is our direction and and could see that one winning um i sure. don't pay that much attention to animations i know a lot of people talked about last of us part two animations but holy cow when ghost of tsushima come came out people would not shut the fuck up about how crazy that game looks i mean it was just like non-stop i feel like just like this game is incredible oh my god it's so beautiful it's so good uh score and music i actually can speak to final fantasy 7's remake and the score was a banger I will say at least that much. I was surprised with how good the music was um, on it. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, I... <laughs> I guess I don't know. I just feel like they did it, like, the motifs of the soundtrack, maybe I wasn't paying enough attention, but didn't seem to change that much from Ori and the Blind Forest. Like, a lot of the major motifs musically, they just copied over, which makes sense. It's a sequel in a, a game series. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, that one, a little surprising to me. I would, I, would, I would almost just rather than be, like, just pick Ori and Blind Forest and put it up there, even though it, it didn't come out in <laughs> at the year appropriate for this <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Let's just start throwing Super Mario up there every year. Uh, I'm a little surprised. Well, I guess there's a lot of issues with the Doom Eternal from what you were talking about. but And again, going back to sequel, 
zone. Like, I mean, the Doom Eternal soundtrack is a banger, but it is basically more of Doom 2016 soundtrack. Like, it's yeah. it, you, you play them, you, if you played them in a playlist on Shuffle, you wouldn't be able to tell which song came from which game. Like, which is fine. It, it didn't need to change. It was amazing. But I think because it was just what it was, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think it deserved a win. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm scrolling down here. Best ongoing. I'm saying fuck that winner right there. <laughs> so best ongoing is No Man's Sky. I'm literally never going to give No Man's Sky a break. Okay, for I I do have things to say about other games. Fortnite. Fortnite, no. They fucking changed the most... Ra- they have, like, fucking Travis Scott as a giant. I mean, that was probably just in a video. But, like, when I do play Fortnite, they're, the seasons and the changes that they make in the seasons, it's just, like... When I'm playing a Battle Royale, I am not looking for League of Legends level meta and shit like that like i don't need massive changes every single season i'm looking i'm looking for a run and gun type type job done and fortnite to me their updates are just fucking annoying and it's it's just like i have to like you got to figure out if you haven't played for like six months you have to figure out what guns are op now and they add in all these random fucking systems. There is one patch where I'm like, just boars are like running up to me and murdering me. Like, it's like the environment is killing me and not even people. Do you know how frustrating that is in that game? It's like, what the, what the literal, what the shit is this? You remember um, the aliens and the UFOs? Oh, oh, those are the worst. And those like <laughs> gave you shit too. I mean, the ships were good to have, but like there were just aliens too. They're just like bonking you. And then they drop you like a penny. <laughs> literally yeah. it was the worst thing ever i'm just like what is this Warzone. i tried playing this cross-platform i tried playing this not even well not just cross-platform but every time i played Warzone for me it, ju- it literally just crashed on me so that's not getting best ongoing i can tell you that much the rest <laughs> of them i'd i'm much less angry about <laughs> i have I- heard good things about no man's sky so i'll give them i'll give them the w will be there yeah, if there was like a most improved category, I think No Man's Sky would like I think undoubtedly win that. Um It's just it's bonkers. It doesn't even look like the same game anymore to what it was at launch in a good way. It's yeah. all been additive and improvements the entire time and all for fucking free. There has not been a single paid update, I think. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> but um at least most of the content has been free. There may be like, I don't know if they did like a PS5 update or something like that, maybe because, of course, Sony wants to make you fucking pay for upgrades. God damn it. But anyway, well, Hades won Best Indie, so there you go. Yeah, you can't I'm complain. Cool. They won. I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, uh, best mobile game among us. That much is for sure. I was actually surprised how smoothly that game transferred to mobile. I was for sure. really worried that it was going to play like shit on mobile. Um, but they mapped the control scheme really well over, so. Best community support, Fall Guys. That game is... (laughs) That's a game. (laughs) I do have to say the developers (laughs) of Fall Guys are very, like, they were very active in the community, posting a lot of stuff. Like, it, as far as community support goes, I think, from what I've seen, that's definitely, I think that's a worthy winner there. Um, Yeah. 
I don't play VR games, so I cannot speak to that. Um, last accessibility, part, I have yeah. no idea why that got that, but it, I have no idea what the any of these games added to accessibility. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the others did, but I know that The Last of Us Part Two's innovation in accessibility was huge. Um, like people who are blind can play through the entire story and complete it, um, and all this kind of stuff like it's just it's absolutely nuts the level of accessibility that the last of us part two has i cannot speak to the other games if they're on the same level but what last of us part two did i do know for sure was huge so at least a studio like naughty dog is not just piling all of its resources into like let's just make the game look as perfect as possible and do all of this other stuff that they're actually using some of the resources that they have at their disposal to do things like innovate and accessibility. So I will give them credit for that. Credit where credit be due. Mm, best action went to Hades. I I'm indifferent, if I'm being honest. I don't I don't mind Hades combat system and I know that I seemingly play it in inappropriate way by some people's standards but it's very like the way that i play it it's very hack and slashy um which is not like my primary cup of tea there needs there needs to be three basic elements in a good oliver game there needs to be a rusty nail where you have iframes <laughs> uh or or a dash where you have iframes there needs to be a parry that's a great that's a great thing and then there needs to be uh yeah a rusty nail <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure Hollow Knight. Well, Hollow Knight definitely. Hollow Knight has parries. Man, it's been a while since I played it. I don't think it has parries. No, Hollow Knight doesn't have parries. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Jeez, I've spent like a hundred hours in this game, and I've already forgotten key details about <laughs> its fucking micro gameplay. That's how terrible my memory is. Um, I mean, I don't. I, I would definitely. I haven't seen too much of the other two but i would definitely put this between doom eternal and hades from what i've heard at least yeah and if we want to go back to the like sequel argument again um i then hades i think kind of gets a bit of an edge there doom eternal did add like a dash and a grapple um which was honestly completely changed how you played the game um and they they changed a lot much to oliver's dislike they they changed kind of forcing you to use particular weapons to have a better chance of killing certain types of enemies um i was just drunk and angry man yeah (laughs) so i guess take it or leave it there they did actually change the combat a decent amount um and a lot of new enemy types and stuff so doom eternal for a sequel from a gameplay i think they changed it enough to, to to warrant it there though yeah. And that was that was my big thing about like the first one was fun, but I think that if I went back through and played Doom Eternal, I would the the first one just like it was it was fun, but it was so like formulaic almost or like samey the combat through the whole thing that it that's like what didn't really keep me in it. Like I yeah. every time I play it, I enjoy playing it, but I have never enjoyed playing it enough to beat the game. Like it's like, I've, you know, I'm like 12 hours in and I'm getting kind of bored. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I think the when they, you know, force you to use different weapons and actually think, I think it adds a little bit more interest into the gameplay. 
and the the dash and the meat hook which is what they call the grappling hook are were completely changed you can now traverse the entire battle arena so much quicker um and it gives you so much more opportunity to like do aerial combat and fly around and do a lot of things and they incentivize you you get power-ups for the meat hook eventually that when you meat hook into an enemy it instantly flames them and in doom eternal when it when they get flamed they drop shields um so like you're incentivized to constantly be moving around and do this kind of stuff which i thought was great so maybe i guess i i would probably i mean hades isn't my type of game so my vote would probably be for doom eternal um but i don't know I, i'm not i wouldn't be mad at either best action adventure i feel like i would probably give this to like well, again, haven't played Tsushima, Valhalla, or Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, but that's an EA game, so it sucks. Um, I feel like from what I've seen, I'd probably do this to Ori or Miles Morales. I mean, Miles Morales, like the new Spider-Man traversal systems seem really fucking fun and enjoyable. I do not remember a puzzle and... Uh, Last of Us Part Two. That I was like, "Wow, game changer! This is great." Yeah, or or, or traversal. That I was like, "Wow." I mean, there are <laughs> scenes where you are traversing that I'm like, "Wow!" Like when Abby's walking over the skyscraper bridge and freaking out. But that's like a that's a story element that makes it exciting, not the actual traversal. Me walking across is not the exciting part. It is how the characters are interacting with the environment. Um. Yeah, I I would give it to Miles Morales uh, out of this list. Um, I yeah, the the traversal of Miles Morales is fantastic, and I think the additional abilities you get as Miles Morales versus Peter Parker in the just Spider Man base game, um, I think rounded out the combat in a way that was necessary. Um, and the actual game itself, because it's that, that like forty dollar like super expansion, is was a perfect size and scope. Where like I think Spider Man. 2018 whatever it was could kind of it it's hard to do an open world game without bloat but shrinking it down to a size of miles morales i think kind of solves that problem um yeah so that would be that would be my vote as well the ghost of tsushima combat is amazing but that game is a super sufferer of bloat my god the only thing that keeps me going back and trying to find more stuff is because the environment is so freaking amazing but yeah yeah I'm skipping the next two. I have nothing to say on Agreed. RPG fighting. Best family, Animal Crossing. I'm happy to give Animal Crossing the W. I'll be there. For sure. I think it's appropriate. Best sim strategy, Microsoft Flight Sim. It is pretty incredible. Why are you combining simulation and strategy games? These are just like not comparable. <laughs> They were like, these are the categories people most like uh, of the stories don't care about. So we're just going to like lump them in together. Best sports racing should have gone the Forza Horizon 4. Forza Horizon 4 should be winning until Forza Horizon 5 comes out. And then that will win until otherwise noted. <laughs> True. So Dirt 5 on there, which I did play a little bit of. Um, but yeah, Dirt 5 did not wow me. So I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater with the the remaster remake that they did everyone loves that shit they'll eat that up uh among us for best multiplayer yeah hell yeah 
As long as it wasn't fucking... I definitely would say Among Us was a lot more enjoyable than Fall Guys. Among Us just suffered from, like, way too many hackers, so... Way too many hackers. <laughs> uh, best debut game. Out of the list that they have, Carry On, Mortal Shell, Raji, Roki, <laughs> Ropey, Dodie, Jody Bodie, and Phasmophobia. I definitely, I mean, I've spent a lot of time playing Phasmophobia. That, that was a great game. That game is wild. Both fun to play and to watch. Like, yeah, like, uh, and pretty, pretty innovative design, in my opinion. I don't know what I'd say is comparable to it, but I'm sure it knocked off something. Let's be honest. Haters come out. (laughs) Hollow Knight. (laughs) Exactly. Hollow Knight copy of Super Mario 64. Uh, Best esports coach is... Oh, I forgot what team. Is it like Vitality's uh, CSGO coach? Don't don't follow CSGO, so... Best esports event, obviously League of Legends World Championship. Best esports game, obviously League of Legends. Obviously. Uh, best esports host went to Shocks. I think that out of the people that they're going against, a lot of three of these people have casted for League, and Shocks is a badass motherfucker and definitely deserved that WOB. So, best esports team, G Two Esports is what they say, but I. Judge for most outstanding performance and conduct in 2020. I mean, I don't know, bro. Damwon Gaming kind of won, so I'd say that. But G2, well, I guess they're calling out League of Legends specifically, I guess. Yeah. I was saying performance. Well, they, well, they call out other. Yeah, I guess maybe it's how they, they handled themselves. I mean, it was a stacked roster, but Damwon is currently holding the world title. But yeah, so. Well, there you have it. 2020, the Ohio State University Game Awards. That's true, baby. And with that, I will talk about Bioshock next week. Yep. <laughs> so get hyped for that if you've never heard about Bioshock. It's Stay a brand new game. Next week. Brand new game. All right. Links yeah. in description. As always, uh, what what am I putting in the description? I'm putting in the Moss Bag, and I'm putting in the Game Awards. I think that's about it. So, Yeah. All Follow right, us it. on Instagram. We're on major podcast services. <laughs> Beep boop. Watch and you'll hear it all YouTube. again in the outro. <laughs> it comes after this outro. All right. Have a good one, y'all. Josie. Josie. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. I do not need to repeat what we already said. You know what? This week, I'm going to be smarter than that and not repeat anything. So why am I talking right now? It's just to let you know to have a phenomenal week. And thank you for listening, even though we probably already said that one. But have a phenomenal week either day. And really, though, if you have any thoughts on what we're saying, you know, we're available. Just let us know. Instagram youtube you know where to find them we just mentioned it so uh yeah enjoy your week